0: Welcome back to Translate This.
1: Translate This. Welcome everybody.
0: This is a podcast about language, culture, life, and, and the
1: hilarity of it all. And the
0: hilarity of it all.
1: Hilarity. hilarity Thank you, Richard, for
0: being my podcast host, and I am Melissa. And it's a uh, pleasure. Great, because I this is so much fun for me, and yes. we yes. have been doing a lot on this topic, haven't we? Yeah. Part three. Part three. But before yeah. we get to the part three, mm-hmm. where do they find us? They find us at dot or dash podcast.com for our webpage. They find us at translate this underscore podcast on Instagram, or you can find us on Facebook, translate this podcast. And yeah, this is our part three. This is yeah. exciting. It's been we've, a journey. It's yeah? been a journey and a, a very personal journey. Yeah. Uh, we've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn some more today. This is part three of TCK third culture kids. For those of you who have not been listening to parts one and two, you can drop in part three and maybe go back and pick up parts one and two. But we are at a a new threshold of the whole idea of third culture kids. And to remind those people, these are people who have lived in different countries in their formative years than their passport country. And there's a whole uh, subgroup and
1: Very complex, but v- fascinating. Yes,
0: very yeah. complex and fascinating. Mm-hmm. Many definitions, many different types of TCKs under the umbrella. Uh, Ruth Van Recken and uh, David Pollack, we've, we're really uh, kind of looking into their book uh, that they on TCKs uh, among the world. And also the aspect of other people who have studied TCKs and, yes. um, and the beginning with uh, anthropologists or sociologist uh, Ruth Usim, mm-hmm. or it might be Usim. Okay. Usim. It's U-S-E-E-M. And right. so i was sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. But we've also had some amazing other sources and I want to get out because I didn't get these out in part one or two. Of course, definitions by Webster, good old Marion Webster. Also, there's Institute of World Mission has talked a lot about this. Right. And there's worldsupporter.org and mm-hmm. crossculturalkid.org, which is Actually, Ruth uh, Van Recken's website, as far as I can tell, she's all over that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great, great source of information to look at things, including the link to the movie I mentioned yesterday, uh, The Road Home. Right. So. Yes. You're going to wonder, like, what can we possibly say after we talk so much about this? Well, what happens to every child?
1: It becomes the next generation. It becomes and the next they pass generation. it on. Right. They,
0: they become an adult, mm-hmm. right? So that happened to us. We were TCKs. Mm-hmm. Happened to our parents. They were TCKs. And now it's happening to our children. They're yeah. all, for all intents and purposes, they're adults now. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about a TCKs, adult third culture kids. Fascinating. And yeah. what happens to them when they grow up? Wh- what are those personality traits like? Are they successful in life after having to be uprooted mm-hmm. all the time? Do they can they form relationships?
1: And how? How and, do they form and, relationships? And what how? do they look for? Yeah.
0: What do home? they look for? Mm-hmm. Do what uh, careers do they choose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they stay at home and run the country mill store?
1: <laughs> what do they do? Well, I'm extra fascinated because all my three kids are young adults, very young adults, mm-hmm. recent adults. And so this, is, this will be a nice journey into what the whole country of TCK adults are, yeah. young adults are going to go.
0: Great, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my children are, are uh, just in the threshold and just cross the threshold of 30. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little bit, just a little bit older than your yeah. your children, mm-hmm. but definitely, um, I saw so many similarities in this, yeah. and then just also, also again learning about ourselves. So I'm going to start off with among 17 to 19 year olds, and I thought this was really important to start with. This, what's one of the things that um, you know we talked about yesterday about how we learn a lot of empathy. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of conversations in the recent past with Black Lives Matters and the Me Too movement, bringing mm-hmm. it forward, um, and the LGBTQ trans support on diversity and and gender sexuality in race in, uh, you know, nationality ethnicity right. bringing all that forward right, right? and this next generation because like we talked about Gen Z on mm-hmm. our podcast Gen mm-hmm. X yep. uh, yeah translating mm-hmm. Gen Z mm-hmm. and we learned that that's they're very it's much more open society right. in this next generation. Mm-hmm. Well, what we've learned also in the research on TCKs is that they show stronger diversity beliefs than non-TCKs, which relationship is partially meditated by TCKs' intercultural competencies, namely being interculturally sensitive and mm-hmm. being able to build commitment. Mm-hmm. This is from Pollock and Van Ricken. Awesome. And they say that they concur with other research that indicates that the growing importance of TCKs in the workforce mm-hmm. And the future seeming bright for TCKs for their working lives ahead of them and the essential beliefs and competencies mm-hmm. that are needed in a globalized world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's something to celebrate.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's becoming more global and we're becoming more diverse. Cities are diversifying um, with online. I also feel the online movement with the pandemic. We're becoming more and more international. So to to be ready to accept, to understand other cultures, I see the TCK is at a huge advantage.
0: Completely. And it's interesting because I think there's just such an emphasis now in all industries Mm -hmm. from the human resources perspective of being empathetic. Mm-hmm. And being diverse mm-hmm. in terms of who they employ and how they work with employees, and and let's bring this back to Barbier a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's let's before I go on to more of this, let's bring this to Barbier because we have a very diverse workforce, and we're always encouraging in our wellness chats to have people be uh, open in communication with one another. You've actually done communication training with mm-hmm. the staff. We've right. done videos on culture shock. We have encouraged people to check in with our HR director mm-hmm. if they are having mental health crisis or mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. And we've tried to create a life-work balance for them in our company, for all of us. Do you do you think that's because we're TCKs?
1: 100%. I think that our experience our challenges, our views, perspectives allow us to continually be open minded. Like that's one thing. I do have some things in my life in general where I'm like, I like I have preferences, you know, mm-hmm. and I tend to stick with what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I love basketball. I'm not gonna go out and play hockey. Yeah. Just to have an open mind. I'm gonna stick with basketball. Right. You know, things like that. But in terms of professional growth of human interaction where my actions can affect another person mm-hmm. another worker another colleague a hundred percent open because I know my actions are going to affect others and we talked about empathy mm-hmm. before we develop empathy I think in general more than the others mainstream culture mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we like I said we understood that we we were rejected we were yeah not part of the mainstream at some point. So the empathy, the continual journey to find ourselves allow us to have an open mind. And, and when it comes to work, staff, employees, productivity, mm-hmm. employment, you of any boss I've ever had, any, anyone that I have ever worked with. Yeah, I, have, I,
0: I'm, I'm his boss by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In our Secrets, day out. Secrets, Secrets out. Secrets out. I just have to say you are you represent the 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 highest level of Aww. of what we're talking about
0: that so. is very sweet um thank you very much I, I I wholeheartedly thank you for that and not that I was fishing for compliments, but no. it's really nice to mm-hmm. hear that, and I'm happy because management style matters to mm-hmm. me right right so so bringing it back, I was able to find this really great piece of Academic studies right. that was uh, done, and this is a conference that you and I definitely have to check out. It I found this; uh, it was a paper, an academic paper presented at the Eighth Family and Global Transition Conference.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Family and Global Transition—that sounds amazing. Yeah, I want to go to that. And this was back in 2007. I actually have not mm. checked if it's still occurring, but mm-hmm. this is the paper that was presented by Dr. Anne. Baker Cottrell, titled Adult TCKs, Mm -hmm. Life Choices, Commitment, and Personal Characteristics. Uh, She conducted a study on 604 American adult TCKs. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that we frame it that way. This is not a global situation. This is based on a specific group of TCKs. And it included a 24-page survey Mm -hmm. with many open-ended questions. Before I read the information on that, why that's important, why I mentioned that, Mm -hmm. as we know in education and when we're doing classroom research, we know that open-ended questions are incredibly helpful in determining patterns Mm -hmm. in response, Mm -hmm. in getting more candid reply. Mm -hmm. It also helps with nonconformity because if you have true or false, or if you have multiple choice. Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are going to conform with what they think you want them to respond.
1: makes sense. Totally.
0: Yeah. So I like that it's survey Mm -hmm. and with open-ended questions to me. I think that's amazing. And her participants were, like I said, American ATCKs. Okay. And they were living in the United States at the time of the study. They were at least 25 years old. Mm -hmm. And that was because they wanted there's a note on there. They wanted to avoid the initial re-entry shock dominating their responses. They had people that were raised as children, as TCKs, mm-hmm. and now have become living in the United States. They're obviously, they're adults now, and they're in the U.S. stayed there. So, yeah. and then they were abroad as dependents of diplomats, missionaries, military personnel, business persons, and others such as faculty on sabbatical, international teachers, mm-hmm. UN or international NGO employees. So they were the children of those people.
1: I'm impressed how she found them and got them all to do this.
0: I know. I want to know about this. This mm-hmm. this conference was in Houston in 2007. I, I really am going to learn when mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and, and study more about this this PhD and see if Dr. Cartel if she's done further research on this, because I think it's fascinating that uh, she was able to to gather all this information.
1: This and, is something, and and I hope I don't get too deep. But no, go ahead. But I think true, I'm just spitballing. I'm just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we like that. I'm exploring this idea that just came out of my head when you talked about that. Like, uh-huh. how did she find these people? Because right. in my mind, like the most journeyed TCKs are hard to find. They mm. don't, because if, let's say, if you are, um, let's say, an italian american or Mm -hmm. indian american right Mm -hmm. so you're tck and you go through that Mm -hmm. a lot of people find themselves or they uh, they attach themselves to an identity to me uh, tck's who really are conscious about their journey and their their journey is bouncing around Mm -hmm. we have a hard time staying with one community or one entity Uh uh-huh and to me i always i think like tck's like us tend to be harder to find, you know, we don't, we don't join things, we join things, but then we leave. You know what I mean? What do you think about that?
0: Well, so, so that's our personal experience and the experience we've seen of other TCKs, but that's why I was fascinated by this Mm -hmm. research to find out, is that the norm?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So I'm just exploring. Right. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So,
0: so I'm going to let you know what Mm -hmm. it is, but I agree with you. I'm still kind of wondering how she found them all in one little spot. And they qualify also to be in this uh, survey. You had to have been abroad for one to 19 years. And the individuals who were abroad for a relatively short period of time and can be have said to be a TCK experience were included, as well as these abroad people for a longer times who were TCKs. She had both long-term and mm-hmm. short-term TCKs of people who were abroad for at least one year to 19 years as children. Right. Okay. Imagine all 19 years, mm-hmm. yeah. never in your passport country. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. exists. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that happens. Absolutely,
1: I met some, I believe.
0: Wow. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> and it says that this acknowledges the fact that increasingly families are abroad for short-term assignments and thus reflect the whole range for the TCK experience. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was important as well because when we used to work with the Nike expat community mm-hmm. and they would send people abroad for three years. The number one thing that would fail the mission, mm-hmm. right, okay, would be that the spouse that wasn't working
2: mm-hmm.
0: had no community yeah. and wasn't involved in that. things, right? So
2: mm-hmm.
0: typical culture shock, right. but the children often thrived mm-hmm. if right. they were, because a lot of the times they are put in the American school, mm-hmm. and I'm talking just for the perspective of the American Nike employees going abroad. Most of them thrived, mm-hmm. you know, unless mm-hmm. they had your typical DCK mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. depending on your personality. Right. But it was the spouse was the one or the person at home if they were uh, and if they, if they had children, if they didn't have kids, most of the time, from my experience, when I heard everything landed mm-hmm. appropriately. Uh, and and at the time Nike was sending people to all parts of Asia, Latin America and Europe. mm mm-hmm. And it was fascinating to me to hear and see stories once they return. Like I was fortunate enough to work with the department long enough to know when they came back and to hear some of these kids that grew up later, and they would say, "Yeah, I remember Thailand and all the rain, and or Japan and this thing or whatever." So you know, it wasn't common that I got to experience that, but the few that I did get to to speak with, Mm -hmm. it was great. Mm -hmm. So they had two to three years abroad. Then there are some people that maybe their parents a Fulbright scholar and this is what i'm assuming and i know Fulbright scholars are away for like 6 months to a year maybe just one semester that could be the short term okay, that right. she's talking about but she's saying at least one year
1: one year and, is is i'm thinking two i've been in places for 6 months and i've been places for a year yeah there's a, there's a difference there's i think so oh, a big yeah. difference
0: yeah. a big difference dr Cottrell. Uh, wanted to extend Ruth Usim's work and focus mm-hmm. on four areas. Mm-hmm. She wanted to work on post-secondary education, the information about that. She wanted to work on the information about life expect, you know, what their own perspective of life is. Uh, she wanted to work on the marital patterns. She wanted to work also on um, their self-portrait and uh, the international dimensions of things, and and there is a few other things that she wanted to focus in on. But what she really wanted to do is to try to reflect with this research on what happens mm-hmm. once they repatriate, grow up, uh-huh. and then what happens? Do right. they do they seek what you know their yeah. same parents' lifestyle, mm-hmm. or do they just hunker down somewhere? What she did find in terms of education that most TCKs go right out of high school straight into college successfully. Mm-hmm. Okay, that they study careers. In foreign language, hmm.
1: mm-hmm. is there a percentage?
0: There's, uh this is the majority. Wow! Anthropology,
1: uh-huh.
0: international relations, okay, or follow their parents' careers.
1: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I see. I can see that.
0: Yeah. So, I think it's interesting because my mother mm-hmm. studied marketing, mm-hmm. okay, but she was wanting to go and she wanted to do uh, UN work. Mm-hmm. And she ended up founding a language service company. Right. And I followed in her footsteps. Mm-hmm. I at one point I was studying linguistics and I studied US and international political mm-hmm. relations and you know, liberal studies with an emphasis on that. Right. And then later I went into teaching and she had taught also because that's how my parents met. Mm-hmm. She was a teacher.
2: Right.
0: My dad, I understood, wanted to be a teacher at mm-hmm. one point out of his military career. And then both my husband and I, educators. Mm-hmm. And then our children, both Mm -hmm. at certain different points, had said, oh, maybe I'm going to go into teaching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my son works in international business. Right. And Mm -hmm. my daughter works in international business. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like her parents, like their parents. Yeah. Yeah. And you Mm -hmm. have children that Mm -hmm. are still discovering what they want to do. Still discovering. But they're very proud of their... I know one Mm -hmm. in particular is very Mm -hmm. proud of her bilingualism and is Mm -hmm. looking to work. As mm-hmm. a bilingual person in now law, right? I think or she's, political she's, science.
1: She's exploring. She's definitely. I can see her pattern of what she's choosing to study. Yeah. And they all have high levels of empathy.
0: Right. All. Yeah. Because before it was nursing, which is you got to yeah, be incredibly empathetic. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lots right. of empathy. Right. So you know, it's it's to me, I see that pattern. I see that. I think strongly. Stronger more than education. And when you look at teachers, mm-hmm. you need empathy. Right. You, I don't know how you can teach without having empathy. Right. You know, right. So,
0: and I know your son moved to an area that was far more diverse. He felt so much more comfortable yeah. being in a diverse environment. Yeah. He moved out of the Pacific to the Northwest mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Los Angeles, right. Cause he's like, I mm-hmm. this. these are my people. I feel at home
1: here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's his journey. His journey is probably much more personal. And he went into, Cuisine, mm-hmm. cooking, yep. you know, he's a Which chef. It's an international... True. There you go. It's, qui- it's an international go. business yeah. too.
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's learning international dishes as we speak. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, I mean, their journeys are, are clearly new. And I, I don't know if uh, your children had this, and I'm curious, the difference might be big between mm-hmm. your your children's age and mine, is the... The whole cell phone, the whole social media okay. cell phone Yeah,
0: thing. because my mm-hmm. kids didn't get uh, cell phones until they were teenagers and it uh-huh. was for emergency purposes only and they yes. grew up in the MySpace generation oh, yeah. and that was, huge again, their difference. huge difference. Huge. They did not grow up yeah. where Facebook, it was still
2: mm-hmm.
0: only for college kids
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: when it first came out
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it didn't turn into using, mm-hmm. until, literally until my daughter started, Late junior high and my right. son started high school. Did yeah. those things emerge? Okay. And they were still highly monitored by us. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get on that thing. Right. No. It's, Although they it's they went honest. on it
0: whenever. I mean, I know they were on it anyway. Right. But you know.
1: Right. Well, as far as the culture mm-hmm. that's changed, right? Even though we're talking five or so years yeah. between them. But I'm obviously curious to see. We're talking about all this and the tendencies of TCKs mm-hmm. becoming adults, but then having. All the influences of social media, right, and particular the bombardment of information, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and how does that affect adult TCKs versus adults in other generations?
0: Well, I know that we talked about this in part two was the fact that if you moved,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the reason why TCKs are good at ending relationships
2: mm-hmm.
0: because they move, right, and because when we grew up. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything to, to continue to connect with. We couldn't call them because it was incredibly expensive Mm -hmm. and it was letter writing and you know, kids in letter writing, they're going to just, it's Mm going to fade, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're going to start off and and then, yeah, and then it's done. And unless you go back to the same place, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's not going to happen. But at the same time, unlike the new TCKs Mm -hmm. I'm going to argue, and there's, this is my own uh, made up concept of this, my own opinion that i'm going to argue that our generation of tck's and those pre- previous to us previous to social media probably have an easier time picking up relationships with the close friends that they had in other locations when they see them again mm-hmm. versus now that those relationships just go online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i yeah. also am going to argue mm-hmm. that because those relationships just go online mm-hmm. they probably have a much bigger
1: Network. Network mm-hmm.
0: of friends globally. Yeah. Than we did.
1: Yeah. I obviously went into Facebook and Facebook was great for me for traveling. Yeah. To maintain those relationships that I had met face to face but then maintained online and they eventually just become an icon on my screen. <laughs> right it's just there's a shot, there's a photo. It's gonna be pros and cons with that. Right, you know, right. If I all of my Facebook friends, Instagram friends that are out there and I decide to go to let's say Turkey or mm-hmm, something and mm-hmm. I have a Turkish friend that I haven't mm-hmm. spoken to in five years I'm going to contact them right. and then I truly believe that it will be like I'm going to get a beer with that person and and talk about the five years that passed you know
0: but those people that you're contacting if uh, they're not TCKs may uh, or may not be open to that may,
1: yeah yeah and it's true but then they have traveled that's why I met them usually ah, yeah. okay, okay they're they're fellow travelers okay yeah, that and makes sense. And the main reason why they met me mm-hmm. is because they are on their journey. Well,
0: you know? we did that with your friend um, when we were in Lyon and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and Patrick, that was. Oh, Patrick, our mutual your, friend. Yeah, your mutual yeah. friend in, in, mm-hmm. and in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was on his journey. He came to Lyon yeah. and then he ended yeah. up in Amsterdam mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for his international business degree. Right. And then he ended up back in Portland. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know where he's at now because I've shut my face back down. I don't do. I don't. I haven't Facebook heard from anymore, him in a while.
1: So. But you know, he has a. I don't know if he's a TCK. I don't know if he I would qualify.
0: I, no, I don't know if he's a TCK, but no. I just know that he was a traveler, and I just thought it's yeah. interesting because it was through your group of people.
1: He's lived abroad more than a year. I know that. Yeah. So I guess technically, right?
0: Yeah. No, but he would be. Uh, he's not a TCK. He's. A, he's. He. You can only be a TCK. Yeah. And in and under that umbrella, if mm-hmm. you were raised that right. way, you can't become a TCK. You just become a traveler as yeah. an adult. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah, different. Okay. different. There's a
1: good clarification. Yeah, good clarification. You, that's good.
0: I mean, I think you can you can be a world traveler yeah. as an adult and then your children become TCKs. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. So what we're talking about is childhood.
0: Formative years. Formative years. Formative yeah. years until yeah. you're an adult. If you've spent time overseas yeah. or again, defining this again from part one and mm-hmm. part two. Domestic TCKs could be people that move from California to Texas Mm -hmm. or Texas to New York Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a period of time. Anywhere outside of your culture, your subcultures. And again, this also includes a a big list. And we're going to actually put on the website Mm -hmm. a chart from Dr. Pollack Mm -hmm. that shows the cross cultural kids and all of the windows and how they're related. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll have that up on our website Mm because there's just really good information that we need to share. And I want to make sure that our listeners have that opportunity to explore that, especially if some of them are questioning. Mm-hmm. Maybe after listening to this, right. uh, that they may have been affected somehow in their relationship pattern building. Mm-hmm. Because let's put it this way: we're learning about all of this, yeah. but we're also exploring the how this has affected how we relate to people. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that there's not enough information o- on this mm-hmm. uh, out there. So I'm hoping that this is what we're shedding light on. Going back to their career choices, right? Well, and the reason why they do this. Mm-hmm. It's because they love foreign culture, mm-hmm. especially one of their home cultures. Yeah, And for some of this, it was a genuine interest and desire to understand it more, yeah. to understand it more fully and often to share it as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Hello. That's what we did. Yeah. And for others, it was a chance to remain in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And finally, for some other people, it was a ch- uh, they chose to study TCK Homeland, uh, especially in language because it would be easy. Mm. Right. It was super easy for me to take Spanish classes.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so this research goes on to also talk about international perspective and international work. It says, most who chose majors in international relations, politics, or economics did so in order to pursue international careers as diplomat or in multinational organizations. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would bring true also in any type of of, uh, study career in foreign language Mm because, you know, it falls under that category. And this is others gave somewhat more idealistic, less career-oriented reasons for choosing an international major. For example, one of the uh, answers from one of the people, they said they studied political science, foreign policy, international affairs, and also communication. They wanted to gain the tools so they could preach to others about their TCK perspective. <laughs> and uh, this person was the son of international school teachers and was very idealistic in saying, that they studied archaeology and Arabic, hoping to return to the Middle East because they felt they owed it to themselves mm-hmm. and to the world mm-hmm. to go back and better the communication between the Middle East and mm-hmm. the Western world. Wow. That person is so empathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, a major too, trait.
1: To hundreds and hundreds maybe thousands of years of history
0: right but so empathetic to the point where they actually believe that Mm -hmm. they Mm single-handedly can go in there Mm -hmm. and it's their responsibility Mm -hmm. they're owning all of that to create better communication between Mm -hmm. the middle east and the western world and maybe they will
2: Mm -hmm. right
0: maybe that person will do it Mm -hmm. but that goes back to what we were talking about about how important TCKs are in the mm-hmm. workforce, because it, it could be that one child's experience of having lived somewhere else, right. having experienced good and bad things in exactly. their host country,
1: feeling out of place, feeling out of all place, those feelings definitely
0: all of that mm-hmm. to mold them and to inspire them to what they want to do there. And so when I read that, also, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> I was like. Oh my God! This is what I'm doing in Guatemala. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of yeah. our listeners that don't know, we have a uh, an office in Guatemala City where my mother was uh, born and raised.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I read that and I thought, Wait, "Holy shit! See that's that me." Connection. I saw the connection yeah. because I lived in Guatemala. Right. I experienced that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I experienced the the feeling of mm-hmm. not belonging. Mm-hmm. I experienced the feeling of look at all the people around mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. look at the poverty, Yeah. look at the people who lack opportunity, and mm-hmm. then continuing to connect to the culture and seeing how much positivity there is in mm-hmm. Guatemala beyond the immediate first-world perspective looking at a third-world country mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. my own lens came from a first-world yeah. looking at a third world, yeah. saying, oh, look at the poverty. But then living there and, and appreciating the culture and knowing that there was so much more than that and that there were people living very well mm-hmm. And people very educated Mm -hmm. and very capable, but the world chose to see them as this marginalized Mm -hmm. banana republic Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and not see them as the potential that I saw.
1: And the complexity. And the complexity that I did
0: it, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and the talent Mm -hmm. and the ability to affect change. Mm -hmm. And so I think my empathy led me inadvertently without me even understanding it on mm-hmm. a conscious level in any yeah. way, form or manner that I wanted to go back mm-hmm. and do something. Yeah. So I guess I'm right in line with these, um, these adult TCKs yeah. and especially the American ones. But other people said also in the study that they mm-hmm. weren't obviously international, cross-cultural um, in terms of their majors yeah. uh, or relating it to their upbringing, mm-hmm. but they wanted to help others abroad. And it was especially relevant to those who had grown up in less developed countries, and it was common reasons cited for studying medicine and choosing this one person choose to chose to be a biologist, mm-hmm. so he could return to Africa and as a wildlife biologist. And so again, you know, it's the empathy.
1: Yeah, I, that's wonderful. You found that connection, and can I share mine? Yeah, well, please do. I kind of knew this before, but I kind of never verbalized it. Okay. So here it is. No, do it. Do um, it. And it's all tied in a, in a slightly different way than yours, mm-hmm. but similar at the same time. That mm-hmm. I've never, um, throughout my formative years, through young adulthood, I've never, I've, I told this before, uh, never felt what community is. What does it mean to be rooted? What does it mean to have community? And so going through life either pretending, Mm -hmm. or putting one foot in ready and with my other foot ready Mm -hmm. to get out (laughs) you know going in one world to another world trying out this this uh lifestyle and going to another you know going from one country to another and I chose teaching you know as my career most of my adult adult life um I found it fascinating with my experience because the classroom became in my first few years I realized it became my world right so I could create the world that I wanted
0: your own community right
1: and I you know throughout my um throughout my training Mm -hmm. and you know of course in the beginning I wasn't as good as I wanted to be but Mm -hmm. as it got Mm -hmm. better and better I created this world this environment in which basically what I wanted which had all empathy for each other. It had, you know, positivity. It had encouragement and and just love for each other. Yeah. Um. So that to me is like uh, maybe my TCK experience probably is. I don't know. Probably it sounds more extreme than others. When no. I when I think about the other categories. When
0: you say that, yeah, I a hundred percent relate to that. Okay. Because what I loved about having my own classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm was exactly that that right. i could create my right. own community right i could right. create the rules of the community mm-hmm. and i could push the the social conscious right and i always emphasize that yeah. above the mm-hmm. curriculum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i exactly. emphasize the emotional intelligence curriculum
2: right, right.
0: and through that mm-hmm. curriculum mm-hmm. came the learning of the the mandatory curriculum right because right. you always exactly. taught language, and I mm-hmm. taught uh, social studies mm-hmm. before I mm-hmm. started doing ELD work. Right. And people, a lot of people hate history. They mm-hmm. hate history classes. They think they're boring as mm-hmm. hell. I think because of my TCK experience, I was mm-hmm. able to bring them to life like a storyteller. Like right. you were talking about mm-hmm. being a storyteller, because I could relate yeah. to the characters mm-hmm. because I'd traveled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's another thing, too. And I also believe that there are many teachers that teach science mm-hmm. or math mm-hmm. that could do the same thing mm-hmm. for with their relations, mm-hmm. that they can bring in different ways yeah. to explain and express things. And it makes it so much more enjoyable for the learner. I think if TCKs at any point, even if they taught just for a few, a few number of years
2: mm-hmm.
0: in public education systems, I think that the change mentality in public education would be noted and noticeable. Mm-hmm. And it's, and for those of you who don't know this, American teachers earn crap for money. Um, there are some states that pay a little bit better mm-hmm. and they do have some better benefits, but for the most part, it's a struggle mm-hmm. for people to survive. Uh, they can't, a family cannot survive on one teacher's salary. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not affordable. No. I mean, it's just underpaid. It's definitely more along the lines of, Charity work, mm-hmm. uh, or I used to call it my uh, UN work, mm-hmm. or my years of being in you know professional mm-hmm. service, and even though I was doing it in the United States, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I was like my Peace Corps years. Mm-hmm. But I think that you touch on something that's really important for all of us to understand: that you can create community
2: mm-hmm.
0: as uh, an adult TCK in your profession if you have the opportunity, not even just from a manager's perspective, but also just as a a fellow employee, I think people can bring that in Mm -hmm. and they can be that person for Mm -hmm. their job. They Mm -hmm. don't have to always be in charge. I think it's it's a little bit more obvious when we can be a teacher Mm -hmm. and do it that way. But I think everyone has an opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. It just may not be as as obvious as what we got to do. Right. Which, okay, And mm-hmm. this is the next part of this area about All what right. they do for a living. They gain perspective on their own life by helping others with similar experiences. Psychology and counseling were frequently mentioned mm-hmm. in the category of what they wanted to do mm-hmm. and exemplified in this uh, example in the study by a military is an army brat. By the way, I'm not insulting the military kids because we call ourselves military brats. And usually we will also mm-hmm. call ourselves directly by which mm-hmm. service, which armed service it was, like I was a Marine Corps brat. But this Army brat says that they became interested in counseling due to the experience abroad and having to adapt to different cultures. They desired to help others and adjust in whatever circumstances they had. And then then they ended up studying uh, anthropology to come to some understanding of their transnational experience. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, these people are, are woke as the young ones say. (laughs) Yeah. These people are really in tune with themselves.
1: Yeah. interestingly, none of them sounded like it had any type of economic reasons you know no income reasons no uh, which makes sense in some ways because if you are deeply rooted in a community, you are pressured right. to do things you you know that right. that sound that everybody expects you to do right. or for economic reasons and all of those choices. Mm-hmm. seem completely opposite of mm-hmm. what uh, they're selfless yeah selfless yeah. choices yeah
0: okay and then other people did it here's maybe the only self selfish or uh, self-centered choice people just wanted to get abroad finally mm-hmm. some people chose majors uh not so much for the content but for the fact that they wanted to work abroad yeah. and they went into teaching and nursing uh so that they could go back and go somewhere else and where they studied abroad mm-hmm. or you know they lived abroad and nearly Studied abroad at mm-hmm. some point during mm-hmm. their undergraduate years, which is extraordinarily high in terms of statistics in the American college I was, experience.
1: I was going to ask do you. I wonder if there's a statistic of mainstream children. What is the uh, percentage that well, go study abroad?
0: We can go ahead and post this study as well, um, mm-hmm. and all the statistics in great detail mm-hmm. are related to this. So I okay. will put that in the mm-hmm. in the notes and because okay. it would be pages and pages yeah. <laughs> yeah. of information. Um, and it also said that any study outside of the United States was included in the study abroad, mm-hmm. and it says the one wonders whether going to school where your parents are living outside the u s is really studying abroad. So it yeah, that's an argument. So, like when I went to school in Guatemala or Costa Rica, I was there because I had to go to school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there because I was choosing to study abroad. Right. That is different. But I still think it's you're still out there. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing too, uh, that they talked about about American ATC. Uh, the stability and commitment, reflecting on their high school educational level and continued commitment, mm-hmm. ATCKs are occupationally elite. Mm-hmm. Seven of 10 were executives, administrators, professionals, or semi-professionals in the current or most recent job. They were disproportionately employed in service sectors. Over one third were working in educational, medical, social service, or religious settings. And this choice is not surprising given that most of the ATCKs' parents were also in service to country, church or host country nationals. Hmm. And quite a number said that they were in service occupations because of needs they saw overseas as children. There you go. That's what they do for work.
1: (laughs) From just kind of what you have described the study. Yeah. It sounded like a lot of them had parents in industries, but how many did she do anything with or reach out to immigrants? Groups, children of immigrants, this or no refugees.
0: No, this remember, this mm-hmm. study mm-hmm. was just about American children yeah. who had been abroad okay. for one to nineteen years okay. who had came okay. back okay. because their parents yeah. were working in foreign countries. Right. right. And so it had no, it's not it's not she's not addressing anything with immigrant yeah. children a very international doc It's very specific cat- study. Subcategory. Yes. sub-category. Yeah. Sub-category. Very yeah. Very, it. very it's the the classic mm-hmm. TCK. So what about, about marital patterns?
1: Mm. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get that.
0: All right. Stability and commitment. Mm -hmm. A significant majority, 77% Mm -hmm. of the ATCKs had been married and most, 72%, actually had uh, remained married Mm -hmm. in their first marriage. Mm -hmm. And it indicates a willingness to commit and Mm -hmm. stay committed. And that's a much higher rate Mm -hmm. than the U.S. population as Mm -hmm. a whole. And they said in an additional seven percent identified in long-term partnership. So if you take seventy-seven percent plus mm-hmm. seven, what does that put us at? Uh, eighty-four. Mm-hmm. So eighty-four percent are in long-term partnerships or married, and out of that, seventy-two percent are in the same first marriage mm-hmm. they've had. That's that's a lot of stability, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And they also said that it's likely that the percent married would be higher, mm-hmm. except forty percent never married yeah. or were still in the study relatively young, between ages twenty five okay. and twenty nine. Not married yet. They right. hadn't been married yet. International cross cultural dimensions mm-hmm. of this says that the second concern for TCKs. Is that whether they can find someone who shares their cosmopolitan outlook and international experience. Mm -hmm. And alternatively, one in the study says could ask if their international background of TCK frees them to marry outside of their race, ethnicity, religion, or nationality. And on first class, it would appear that the answer is no, because the great majority of these people were married within the categories, the same categories. But however, two other tables showed that half of them married someone who was different from their own culture. Mm-hmm. It says, although it is impossible to identify comparable statistics for country as a whole, it's likely that a percent who married someone differs than their cultural trait. Mm-hmm. And that is a higher than average. So what that means is that they stay married mm-hmm. they stay in partnerships mm-hmm. but they look for people who have the same background
2: mm-hmm.
0: or yeah. and they have the freedom mm-hmm. because they were in multicultural experiences as children right. their parents and their family accept that they have the freedom to marry outside of their religion mm-hmm. outside of their culture outside mm-hmm. of their race mm-hmm. their ethnicity their their state whatever their nationality
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's Mm-hmm.
0: More empathy. Again. I keep yeah. going back to the empathy yeah, thing because I absolutely. really want that's the word of the day, empathy. Yes,
1: absolutely. I'm all there. I know. I look at parents like that, my parents, who really when you look at the norms of community, the mm-hmm. norms of conservative culture, mm-hmm. they're like rebels. You know, they they break these cultural rules right. and say, Screw, I'm right. gonna, gonna marry someone that speaks another language that, mm-hmm. that doesn't barely understand my language. I right. mean who cares? You know, that's that. Right. That Rebellion too that I've always embraced that that's another part of me, that I've always been rebellious in my own way. But because my parents, even though they were not openly rebellious Mm -hmm. in in terms of society or culture or politics, they just did it their own way. They just said, I'm not gonna be the typical citizen in this country. I'm gonna just do it my way.
0: Right. Now, having said that, Mm -hmm. for those who didn't follow that Mm -hmm. pattern. Because there were those ACTKs who didn't mm-hmm. follow that. And for some of them who married, mm-hmm. they married a person of the same race, ethnicity, religion, and nationality mm-hmm. with no international experience mm-hmm. as a matter of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because they said mm-hmm. that there had been so much diversity yeah. when they met that they wanted to marry mainstream Americans in order to feel more connected to their home country. Uh-huh. And that they were miserable when they had come back to repatriate from their experience overseas, that they wanted to fit in, mm-hmm. in all ways, okay. and forget all that international stuff, and marry strictly American, okay. and work American jobs, and mm-hmm. live in an American suburb. And they said that the reason they yeah. did that is because yeah. they appreciated the fact that that family gave them roots in law, and mm-hmm. that these roots in law, which mm-hmm. is, I love that term, okay, uh, they didn't want have to go into the long answer, the dreaded mm-hmm. question:
2: mm-hmm. Oh. Where are you from? Right, right, okay.
0: So uh, I get that, yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you why I get that. Okay, because as much as I love the fact that my husband's family was very diverse in terms of uh, marital structure, okay, they were massive roots in law.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: They were super stable.
2: Yeah,
0: there was no chaos, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so. I married, in my mind, mm-hmm. very American. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't understand that he was very international in spirit right. and was looking for somebody to be mm-hmm. very international and, and mm-hmm. go out. And he, again, he had also had experienced a domestic TCK background. And I didn't get that because yeah. he hadn't lived abroad. Yeah. So my version of TCK uh-huh. in uh-huh. my mind was, oh, you haven't lived outside the country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He'd been to Mexico. That yeah. doesn't count.
1: I'm going to <laughs> tell you something though about your husband is that he made friends with me. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I was a weirdo. I was an outlaw. <laughs> I was living on the fringes. I was, you know, in high school and he made yeah. friends with me. So, right. you know, there's something about that.
0: Oh, yeah. So. Well, and, you know, when he came back, so he left for Texas when he was just starting middle school mm-hmm. and he came back as a junior in high school
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and had to repatriate mm-hmm. into yeah. California culture right. after living in Texas for five years yeah. during very formative mm-hmm. years.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely.
0: And he didn't come back as as a screamer. Mm-hmm. He didn't come back. I don't think he came back as a wallflower either. I think he definitely came back as a chameleon.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back on it, like why we connected so well. Mm-hmm. But like, I see that. I see that we're, we're both TCKs in that sense. Yeah. We both felt like we're outlaws. Right. Outliers. Right?
0: Yeah, outliers. And think about your yeah. friends. Think about mm-hmm. you had... Vietnamese American, Japanese American, mm-hmm. Korean American, Mexican American mm-hmm. mm-hmm. friends. Yeah,
1: yeah. That uh, you
0: was your circle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought and about black, that and and African American. I always think about that. Yeah, uh, always have, and I have white American friends uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. And there's no pattern, but there are tendencies, right? And it's really just in combination with empathy, but identity, and right. when a person of color or a person, uh, ethnic background mm-hmm. gets to know me. Mm-hmm. They see strangeness. They see uniqueness. Yeah. They see otherness. And mm-hmm. there, there is an attraction to that mm-hmm. in, in my case. I don't belong to any community.
0: Nor do you need to.
1: Yeah. So all of the people who had some community mm-hmm. or half a community or right. a third culture community mm-hmm. identify with me in some way. Yep. And I think just by nature, it's going to be mostly uh, kids of color, kids of ethnic backgrounds, right. you know, right. and it's just natural. So.
0: so that brings us to the next part of the mm-hmm. emphasis of the study, which was on self portrait. Yeah. And respondents were presented a series of statements that they were asked to indicate whether they agreed or disagreed or both agreed or disagreed on with each. And the portrait emerging from responses to the statements of the survey did not convey a sense of alienation from other people or other countries that was anticipated. They anticipated feeling alienated. They reported feeling different, but not isolated or alienated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think you're expressing that as well. Mm -hmm. You were expressing, okay, yeah, they saw me as different, other, whatever, Mm -hmm. but you had community, you had friends, you weren't alienated in your home country.
1: Let me... in you your know, passport country. You know, thank you for bringing that up because I'm going to say it's more complex. Yeah. Because I I do I've had especially in the U S moments of in very high level of alienation of mm-hmm. of isolation. Absolutely, and I hope that resonates because I know a lot of people feel that way regardless of you know who you are. Isolation, alienation, we all you know felt it at some point, and I have because of who I am, and. When I look at the friends I have made and now a year in Spain, mm-hmm. I see the tendencies. There's a sense of community with other aliens. Mm-hmm. And so the aliens make their own communities. Yeah. And that's how it is. You yeah. Know? That's the beauty of it is that I'm done trying to fit in. I'm building my own network of aliens.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And the, the research on this concluded with a very good statement. mm mm-hmm. From often quoted Mm -hmm. by these people who responded, which Mm -hmm. you and I wholeheartedly agree with this, Mm -hmm. I feel at home everywhere and nowhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's me. Yeah. How many times I said that in my head? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Everywhere and nowhere.
0: Everywhere and nowhere.
1: I am everyone and no one. Right. Also.
0: Yep. 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 Also, what I loved about this study was it had uh, showed that the idea that ATCKs had a difficult uh, or difficulty with commitment. Mm -hmm was absolutely rejected by this, and that they had long-term goals that they reached and plans that they achieved, uh, and that they uh, may be involved with mobility, but a lot of them also experienced stress due to that, but some of them had conflicting desires for stability and mobility, the sense of needing to stay put versus the sense of continuing to to the journey as an adult. And it says that most managed to incorporate some international dimension into their education, work, mm-hmm. volunteer activities, because mm-hmm. that's important too. You can volunteer and get some of that out of there, um, or even just their homes to reflect their international mm-hmm. interests.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they welcomed opportunities to meet foreigners, mm-hmm. and they maintain interest in visiting places they, they've lived before and make an effort to keep informed about those countries. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to stand up for foreigners and other countries by speaking up when they disagreed with mm-hmm. others' views about the rest of the world that was so important for also this information mm-hmm. to show that when you raise your child part of the time out of their host country mm-hmm. or out of their sorry their passport country mm-hmm. and they're foreign exchange students or their you know sons and daughters of of mobile people mm-hmm. they're not going to just fall apart
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're going to experience grief mm-hmm. and loss You know, we're going to conclude here with parts one, two, and three here. Mm -hmm. We're going to experience grief and loss in our own way because it is very unnerving to be ripped out of community Mm -hmm. as a child. Mm -hmm. It will make some of us more resilient. Right. It'll make most of us very empathetic. Right. It'll make some of us angry as hell Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and have a a sense of loss, Mm -hmm. but we are not diminished people, mm-hmm. the majority of us go on to leave very fulfilling mm-hmm. and very empathetic lives mm-hmm. with professional, successful careers yeah. in the classic TCK right. umbrella. Right. What I think would be mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. in a future episode is to look at this from the lens of exactly what you and I keep hinting at this research is going to change mm-hmm. when we start looking at immigrant children mm-hmm. that were what we call in the United States, they are the, what Obama coined the term, do you remember? I'm just, I'm like, I had it on the tip of my tongue now. They are the children. The dreamers. The dreamers. Yeah. Thank you. What is that going to be? Mm-hmm. Because we've seen so many dreamers be highly accomplished. Mm-hmm. And like you talked about the kids, we had this conversation before about bilingual education mm-hmm. going way too far mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. where the kids just dropped out because they didn't speak enough English because mm-hmm. they they educated them just in Spanish mm-hmm. within the United States mm-hmm. that they couldn't even complete high school right. where they felt overwhelmed by that. So yeah. I would like to pause on this moment here. We're going to leave it at this place okay. and we're going to come back to this in a, in a future podcast on taking the perspective of a TCK, but in a subcategory okay. of
1: it right right yeah including refugee kids?
0: including refugees mm-hmm. international adoptees mm-hmm. and because right now i think it's important for the world to think about how they can help refugee children yeah because we are in a very very difficult time in the world
1: we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg of yeah. massive 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 migration,
0: migration. massive migration yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and we need to be very conscious not just think about it every once in a while we need to be very conscious and think how we can affect community at least that's my hope well this has been another episode of translate, translate this. this and uh, again we are your host melissa and richard and uh, we are really fortunate to be able to bring you information that we believe is something important that we'd like you to hear and we want to know from you is this important is this what you want to hear
1: tell how tell us how it resonated tell yeah let us know
0: please send us uh, your feedback and we want to know if you have opinions on this all the TCKs out there I would really 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 would love to hear from you Uh, we would love for you to to get in and and contact us on social media and let us know your experiences and your comments about what we have presented and if you have varying degrees of, of disagreements or or if this resonates with you or you know share your experience but until yes. then
1: until then
0: we we are grateful to have this opportunity to talk with you yep this has been translate this
1: enjoy everybody
0: bye